Welcome to Can I Kick It? This is a podcast about film festivals. My name is Emilio Diaz, and today I'm joined by my co-host... Andy Gramuga. Number one bull, uh, bone gun stand, Cullen Ashley. <laughs> and today, we're going to be doing our spooktacular. It's Ooh. finally here. <laughs> Folks, never let Cullen write down something on a spreadsheet, but here we are. You will find yourself committing to it for a month. <laughs> yeah. We have decided to <laughs> The spooktacular or spooky month is a resounding success. Everybody loves it and everyone will love this. Yep, we all love watching spooky movies and we totally did a lot of that. We totally didn't chicken out and pick a bunch of cowards movies. But anyway, we we have decided to pick five different spooky or scary movies from five different film festivals and talk about them on the podcast within the scope of like a sort of spooky awards. So we have decided to pick a movie from the Berlin Film Festival, the Venice Film Festival, Toronto Film Festival, Sundance, and I forget what the last one is. Venice? Did you say Venice? Yeah, I did say Venice. Sundance. Uh, Sundance. Yeah. We Berlin. covered them all, I think. Uh, you know what? We did. Let's forget it. So, <laughs> uh, so we each picked one of them, and one of the people who picked one of these movies are our special guest this week a, an actual person who likes watching scary movies and is sort of an expert on them uh film writer meg shields how are you meg hello i'm mm. great <laughs> thank you for joining us we're very glad to have you oh my god as, no no trouble <laughs> as, as we all close our eyes and yeah and, and try to make our way through these movies uh, <laughs> Yeah, I feel bad. I like uh, when I I was picking. I was kind of of a mind that I would send you guys something truly depraved. So. Yeah, I mean we deserve it certainly. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah I mean I, I for sure enjoyed your pick as a punishment for us for chickening out on the movie. <laughs> pick. So I mean, if punishing boys is on brand for that movie, you know. For sure. <laughs> So I'll, I'll, I'll never sleep again. Perfect. So, the five movies we have, we're going to be talking about today are David Cronenberg's Existence, Jennifer Kent's The Babadook, Sean Byrne, the, the Loved Ones, Darren Aronofsky's Mother. Add, add, feel free to add an exclamation point in yeah. there. Lowercase m. Exclamation mark. And Claire Denis' Trouble Every Day. Yes. So, nothing but bangers. Nothing, <laughs> yeah, nothing but bangers. Nothing but <laughs> truly the most hard to watch movies that we all love to experience on this podcast. I love horror movies. We all know this about me hmm. and Andy specifically. <laughs> yeah. And so we're gonna decide to talk about them, and as I said before, and uh, under the scope of giving them some awards uh, for best kill, best use of effects scariest performance tensest moment or in the best or scariest lo- scariest location as as this is a podcast about film festivals and we often do we sort of do these juried so we all have to come to a sort of consensus 
and Meg, by default, is our jury president this week. Oh, uh, hell yeah. any final decisions on yeah. what right. if, we if, if we are at an impasse, you're, what you say goes. Oh, no, I'm going to sow seeds of discord. We are not having an easy time. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. That's Perfect. the good content, baby. Um, sure. So as our president, do you have an opening pitch for, like, an, an awards category to consider first and or a movie to consider within that category? Ooh. Hmm. I mean, we've got Cronenberg on the list, and that is sure. a, a goopy boy who loves loves uh, flesh that don't look right. So I feel like that's a pretty solid contender for best use of effects. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, that's who's who's sure. who's repping right. <laughs> the I Canadian mean, boy. I was I was uh, uh, jilted of being able to rep Cronenberg for TIFF, but yeah. He yeah. made the list, so it's fine. <laughs> sure, I think yeah. What, what festival was was this one? Was this it, was Berlin. This, this was Berlin. the Berlin, right? Yeah. Uh, which I believe Cullen picked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it existed. Like, it, what is it? It's like three or four minutes in when like the guy first pulls out like the blobby like video game thing, oh, and you're like, yeah. oh, like okay, <laughs> like that's what video games look like in this world. Uh, it's yeah, it, it's it is very striking, and then not like five minutes later, you have the first like bone tooth gun. It's so um, gross. Both, the first both, one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The OG. Both, <laughs> both, yeah, both of which are like tri- certainly triumphs of like pr- of like production and prop design, above, if nothing else. Um, yeah. And uh, do, they definitely do set the stage for like what what kind of movie you're gonna be watching. I think. For sure. It's also, I mean, like, the, like, weird, like, ports on everyone's body, like, the makeup effect there is, like, it's just, I watched, uh, it was, like, coincidental, I've been, like, trying to watch uh, a horror movie every day for this month, that I watched The Fly and Existence, like, both for the first time on the same day, and, like, The Fly is, like, much grosser, but Existence, like, is also extremely gross, and it's like, oh, yeah, Cronenberg just loves, like, like you said, like, just goop and, like, slime and like when and like uh, slots do- where there should not be slots yes, yeah like- <laughs> artificial orifices that people just like shove stuff in yeah. and like i mean i lo- i love how the game console they're all just like oops all nipples yeah it's just like- <laughs> it's i think just something like- something that's really occurring to me right now like one of my favorite clips on the internet is john carpenter talking about not wanting to go to the masters of horror dinners anymore which were like these seances yes, yeah. of like horror directors and Carpenter being Carpenter was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I went and like Cronenberg was being pretentious, which is like saying water is wet. And he's like, yeah, I just like wouldn't look at me. So I left and now I just like play Call of Duty at home and I've never been happier. And I just love that like Cronenberg or not, uh, not Cronenberg, uh, Carpenter's like genuinely a gamer boy. And like this yeah. is Cronenberg being like, is this what video games are? <laughs> like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, I'm certainly not a gamer by any stretch of the imagination, but like, yeah, boy, it does not strike me as a particularly accurate depiction of uh, video games or where video games are headed, really. <laughs> I do love that, though. I just yeah. I just love Cronenberg reckoning with not his element. <laughs> makes me <Right>. happy. <laughs> The, uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, yeah, because he's like, you read, and the movie is sort of inspired by like people being mad at like Marie Sendak for a, a book he wrote, and it's sort of like wrestling with that with like people trying to like take down an artist for a thing they made. But he, I appreciate the absolutely insane way he 
like yeah. like the route he took to get to that point of just like what if there were people who were anti-video games in a future in which you plug umbilical cords into your back to play nipple video right. games? Yeah, <laughs> and, right. and video games are also run on, like, organic material for some reason. <laughs> which, in a way, like, I, I, I know less about existence than other Cronenberg stuff, but, like, it does feel derivative of Videodrome, but also, like, I get another Videodrome? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Like, yeah. even if it's a lesser Videodrome, I'll fucking take it. I don't care. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> The, I mean, yeah, just on the, like, the scene where Jude Law is, like, eating the food to, like, then assemble the bone gun, like, out of the food he's eating is truly one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Well, I'm of the opinion that, like, I can, I don't know about you guys, but, like, I can watch anything gross, but when it comes to eating, I, like, mm. can't do it. Like, yeah. we, um, over at Phillips School Rejects, we do one horror list, like, every day for October, yeah. which is very very stupid don't do a project like that it takes it's very it's a lot but one of the one of one of our lists is is just food and horror not cannibalism not like like whatever it's just like food and i can't do it like assembling that list was like anyone who edited it who like interacted with that list was just like i i'm so glad i wasn't eating because it's it's too much yeah. so even if it's as you know eating munching down to make a bone gun i can't do it can't and do it thing it's like I'm very squeamish though. I was just eating during existence. That's I was, that's I was, I was like I was like we, I was like I mean, weirdly like not. Yeah, you thing. like asked like in our DM like, is it that gross? And I was like, yeah, it's pretty gross. And you're like, oh well, I'm gonna watch it. And like, I guess yeah, eating eating your dinner while watching it. I, that's quite a you also quite a, quite I mean, a move. We talked about Crimson Peak a few weeks ago, and you said that like the red clay looked tasty. <laughs> so maybe Ooh. your food opinions don't really line up with like. No, I'm sorry. Argument. That's a good take. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think of the like um, when they found that pharaoh sarcophagus, and people were like, "Let us drink the goo inside the sarcophagus." <laughs> I feel like a similar petition needs to happen here. Let me lick the crimson peak clay. <laughs> Boy, it looks tasty. All right, I mean, yeah, but this is like what leads to like Tide Pod hysteria. Like, I don't. Yeah. yeah, all right. I'm glad um, we've already derailed from let's talk yeah, about special exactly. effects. So I'd love yes. to lick the clay in crimson. Right. Peak. It's um, <laughs> bookending Spooky Month with talking about eating yeah. dirt. Right. <laughs> I mean, and also the weird thing is, like, I'm like a picky eater. So <laughs> Kind of person who I would be like, sure, I'll eat that, but it, uh, there is a part of me that's like, whatever. Right. You famously like hate ketchup, like which is like the closest to the. Yeah, I mean, I don't like blood. Blood really gets me. Again, there, I, 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 this is not me being like I'm brave. I am very, I'm a very squeamish person, but food weirdly does not. Do well, if we're talking about eating maybe we should jump to trouble every day for a second <laughs> i mean yeah boy yeah there's some yeah i mean great eating scene in that <laughs> yes uh yeah, truly one of the great like i i think i watched it like around this time last year uh and like i liked it like i'm like into denis uh but then when i watched it today i like hadn't really remembered it um and that scene where she like where the guy like breaks into the house and then uh She's just like sort of like, you know, kissing him at first and then like sort of like biting him and then just starts like ripping his skin off with her teeth. That's so insane. I still think like uh, there's there's a lot of uh, there's a great. Uh, and wow. Sorry. Also, I interrupt myself. So none of you can <laughs> compete with me. But there's a great show on Shudder called The Core that I either got canceled or is just in purgatory now. But they had an entire 
segment with the Sasuke sisters on dick violence in horror movies, which is awesome. But there's not as much equality in that department for women. And I think Clara Denise said, uh-uh-uh, yeah. I'm here to fill a void. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like as much as, as, you know, the like romantic munching down is, what happens later in the film can't be topped. It's so good. Can't be topped until Castle Freak. Have any of you seen Castle Freak? No. Okay, it's the only other film I can name that has a similar eating out literal scene. I'm sure there are others. <laughs> right in. Tell yeah. these boys what other movies exist that have that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, please. I, I feel I feel like you should pitch that to your editors. Yeah. <laughs> and they, investigation. They would they would approve it and then I'd have to write it, which I right, don't yeah. want to. <laughs> um yes, feel free feel free to tweet at us with your favorite Eating Out, Eating Out scenes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um it's like I remember because I watched that movie like a year and a half ago for the first time, and I saw it like at the Metrograph on Valentine's Day at midnight. Amazing. It was a mostly empty screening, which was mostly filled <laughs> with like college kids who would laugh every time Vincent Gallo's face would pop up on the screen because Vincent Gallo has a funny face, I guess. <laughs> like objectively, you can't argue with that fact. So then. And it was just like one of those crazy experiences where it just like the first part of the movie is so slow. And I remember, I think I fell asleep for like five minutes and then I woke <laughs> up and it was like a house on fire, somebody getting eaten, people yeah. screaming all over the places. So just like the juxtaposition of the different, like just how intense that movie gets is crazy. Yeah. And I, but I do remember also then after watching it, talking to a film critic that was like, you know, people like. Because it was, like, soon after, like, High Life had come out at Tiff and be like, you know, people, like, make a big deal about High Life, but Trouble Every Day makes High Life look like fucking Barney the Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. yep. and, they, and just having that conversation, you're like, yeah, people who say High Life is too much are, like, children. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Like, If you're, like, watching what the fuck happens in They don't know that day. there's trouble every day. <laughs> Literally every day. Every day. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, <laughs> Sunday, Saturday, there's trouble. Um... Yeah. Okay, well, well we I kind guess... of have been jumping around a lot. Are we still talking about uh, best use of effects? I don't think anything in the loved ones can compete with fleshy video game appendages. Yeah, no, there's also like not. loved ones is like top for me in every other category. Where it's like <laughs> everything else it does is like the effects are like good, obviously, but it's like there's a lot of like scary performances, uh, tense moments. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess, I guess like the the only other contenders could be like the the effect of the Babadook. Yeah, the Babadook looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I think he's all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I, I, I mean, I, all the um the like the stuff that is like her her like you know spacing out while the TV is on and seeing all these different like genre depictions of of the Babadook or whatever on like sort of intertwined with like. Is it in the TV? Is it in her actual space or whatever? Like that stuff. Like I think that stuff is all like really, really great in that movie. And yeah, it's like we we really like uh, I mean, quote unquote, like blessed for this award with the Cronenberg movie because he's like such like you know like you were saying like a guy who's just known for doing these insane practical effects and like uh, prop work and everything. And like Babadook has good stuff of like um, like when S. C. Davis is like floating and then like it drops and it like suddenly it's like cool stuff like that and they use um. Like the that's like a good effect, but I I don't think we can really like for this specific award. I don't think we're gonna top existence. 
case. We just have to talk it through. Just a compelling it. case. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, I look. guess, like, also, like, I guess in Mother, there's, like, the baby. The baby? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, and then, like, I mean, the house that, it's is a good effect and stuff. Yeah, like, the house, like, coming, like, you know. Yeah reversing it from its ash state to the whatever like there's all that stuff which is a fancy when that baby goes snap i go ouch that's all i can say it's, it's uh yeah oh yeah i mean there's like so it's like the thing though it's like there's fun stuff in mother but i mean it's like uh there's just it's like everything in existence. it's like there's like the light bulb that explodes when it's filled with blood and mother that's cool looking right um yep. you know just uh Right. The effect of like all the like glowing yellow liquid that she's always drinking. Oh is, yeah, like, fun. But it's like, it's a gun made out of friggin' bones and teeth. It's true. It's hard to compete. I will remind the jury that this is best use of effects, not best use of practical effects. So I do think I mean, the Babadook play. actually like still has a, a foot in the race here, because I think like that's all shadow and light, which is an effect, yeah. mm-hmm. and pretty impressive that so many people got spookified by just like lighting <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i mean it, it's case. like yeah, i'm it like, like i am i might, should i should admit for the sake of transparency i'm a lukewarm babadook person where i'm just like eh, it's a movie um <laughs> i mean but, <laughs> yeah in terms of quality i think it's like fine i am afraid of it <laughs> but i am also notoriously yeah, a yeah. baby Yes, Baba Duke, the movie is fine to you. Baba Duke, the person, is very scary to call it. I mean, it's uh, it's an effectively tense movie. I mean, we can jump around to different awards. We can like soft. Yeah, sure. So so let's let's soft put. uh, I'm I'm gonna soft put Cronenberg for an E. David for Cronenberg for best use of effects. Great. Um, Great. Okay. I mean, Anyone have strong feelings about where to go next? I think um, Scary's performance is I let me get her name the like lead of the loved ones. Oh, I know the name of her character, but not her name. Yeah. which is embarrassing. Um, it is Robin McLeavy as Lola Princess Stone. <laughs> Truly an unhinged, terrifying performance where everything she did, I was like, what is she gonna do next? <laughs> Yeah, no, she's great. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a, a character very inspired by, like, overtly inspired by Jeffrey Dahmer. But I think, uh, with tinges of like, uh, a kind of untapped fear around, you know, that's uh, you. That's not true. There's a lot of films about kind of like spinster women and like how yeah. scary, undesirable women are and that kind of thing. But like, <laughs> when people got like up in a tizzy about. Uh, you know, the Joker being an incel movie, I was like, <laughs> people should watch The Loved Ones. I mean, that's, yeah, that's true. the incel movie. Where it's, where it's just like, um, you would never frame the film that way because, you know, women don't shoot up people when they don't, yeah, you yeah. know, get fucked. They have a murder basement, <laughs> a sensible murder basement. <laughs> that was like, because I mean, I don't think I had heard of the movie before. It was like, you would like told us, like, this is what we you wanted to do. And then I like, uh, I watched it the other day and like it starts where she's like uh, asking you know uh, the guy to prom and he, or to the dance or whatever and he's like oh no and I was like oh she's gonna be like sad and like like you know be like that's gonna be like the motive and it's no it's like no she is like <laughs> this is just what she does she like <laughs> finds yeah. people well so like uh, just for folks who haven't seen it like the premise is that there's this you know uh, 
outsider teenager gets rebuffed for prom uh, by kind of the school goth, I guess. Yeah. um, Yeah. Who, like, his superpower is that he's, like, already very sad and hurting all the time. So later in the film... Right. I mean, yeah, his dad has died. So he's like, yeah, he's... He's like, you can't hurt... Like, there's a point in the film where she, she, like, very explicitly, like, yells at him to cry. And he's like, no. (laughs) Like, this is the worst you can do. Like, I'm my own worst enemy. Sorry. Um, but no, so she uh, she ends up abducting him, and uh, spoiler alert, we find out that she has in fact been abducting many young men in the town for a while, and has a murder basement where they all are, and are horribly mutilated, and have uh, had horrible things yeah. done to their throats, and have been lobotomized in a Jeffrey Dahmer kind of way. Um, yeah. But she, I think, why she, why this? So this film was originally rated like an like something like I can't remember. It's it's the Australian MPA board, so I don't know what the actual thing is. But it was given an extreme rating, mm-hmm. and then it right. got dialed back for comedy, which I love because it's just because <laughs> because it is a very funny movie. And like I think even though she's terrifying, um, what uh, what I love about I, I can't remember her actual or the character's first name, so it's color princess. But what yeah. I love about her is that she's basically like if Jeffrey Dahmer and Veruca Salt were a person from uh, yeah, uh-huh. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where she just like is very demanding and spoiled and bratty, yes. but also like has a murder basement, <laughs> yeah. which I love. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a, a a great performance, but yeah, it's like the scene that I like not think about the most, but that is like really. Uh, just like in terms of how it looks and then like what she does in it is like so crazy to me is when he like goes up the tree and they just like start throwing rocks at him or whatever and it's like she just like hops in and starts doing it it's so insane and then like i mean this is like less about the performance but just like what you're saying of it being funny is like the scene where they're like going to drill the hole in his head and they do the fake out like five times in a row and it's like every single time it works and it's like this is insane so this film premiered at um midnight madness at tiff in 2009 which was also the first year that i think they gave out like people's choice for midnight madness which it of course won and i like can't imagine being in a theater watching this like i think it would be such a fucking hoot it'd be so much fun because yeah there's like it's such a wild ride, even though technically there's two locations basically in the entire yeah. movie. But yeah, what a ride. No, she's terrifying because she's everyone's met a demanding child yes. and who's got her father whipped. This one is just equipped for murder. So yeah. <laughs> it's great. Aren't we all? Yeah. Uh, she, I mean, what would be another contender for scariest performance? I, I like. I, I mean, I think. I think uh potentially Essie Davis and the Babadook she like I mean when she, just because of like you never know what you're gonna get with her like in the throughout that movie like it's like her slowly like losing it and and then like how much the Babadook like takes over her uh is like is really like I think that that performance is like really astounding and like is probably my standout performance and like scary scary thing from this set of movies I would pick um, her son in terms of the scariest performance in the Babadook. <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, that's an interesting performance. That little definitely. fucker, like, kid, no thank you. <laughs> it's the worst. And I, that is, like, what the movie is, is, like, yeah, he's your kid. You got to, like, you know, unconditional love and all that. But the kid just sucks so much. <laughs> he's I mean, just, like, always screaming. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely not getting what he needs. Like, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, It's but, not his fault. <laughs> but, uh, sure. <laughs> Um, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, that. So yeah, I guess that would probably be my my pitch for maybe for scariest, but um, because yeah, I I we've talked about this. I like and and we've hinted at it in this episode. I like I'm not a horror person really mm-hmm. at all, and like. I really had a hard time with the loved ones and like those though I mean those care like like I don't know like the character like I did like I didn't get it at all like I didn't really like like I was like I don't really quite get like what this is and why it is and I just kind of felt bad good <laughs> um yeah I mean and I guess part of the point yeah right um what is what uh, yeah is there any other contender i guess what's i like the li- and... i like the lady trapped in like the room in, right. yeah, she's in, tr- in trouble every day, day. Corey, yeah. yeah she's awesome yeah there's that one shot in that movie that like i keep thinking about where like the guy is like approaching the like the room with all the slats and she just sort of appears in the slats and like comes out and it's like oh and then he like starts reaching through and like yeah her sort of her also her transition from like Oh, like I'm like being sexy and like we're 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 having like a sexy time together to like the way she transitions into now I'm act- actively harming you. I think is like super well handled in that movie. Yeah. No, very, she's awesome. Very feral. I feel like the loved ones probably has out but I think the dad is sort of the performance I find a little more scary and just like just how like whipped and just like the places that that character goes in terms of just like their weird as maybe underselling it relationship of just like that sort of bridges on them being in love with each other in certain ways so fun fact about the dad before we consider that performance is that originally the role was offered to john gerrott i don't know how to say his last name but he's like uh, if any of you have seen Wolf Creek, that's probably the thing most people okay, know yeah. him from. But he's also in like Picnic at Hanging Rock and Next of Kin. He's kind of just like Australia's genre boy. And he mm-hmm. apparently mm-hmm. turned it down because he didn't want to be typecast. But like in my head, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> that would have been yeah. nice. Yeah, yes. boy. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, and the guy they do have. I've, I've done oh, have he's awesome. Yeah, he's great. I mean, but talk about being typecast. Like, boy, his, yeah. his like look is like you're like you see that guy and you're like. There's something up with this guy. <laughs> like he's, Where's his murder basement? He's, yeah, he's not on the up and up, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. I do love that scene. Like, I think a good a good scene in the loved ones that showcases both father and daughter is when they're doing they're drilling the hole in his forehead, and she's doing the like, like she's excited to do it, but in the but she kind of doesn't want to in the way that like children don't where they where yeah. they're like you do it like i don't know how and he's like no like just push harder like it's very like father daughter in the most morbid of circumstances it's great i mean it's, it's like i've had that legitimate like the exact same thing with my father about drilling things but not into a person so it's, it's, it's yeah. i mean it's just like, very like the, the, the accuracy of like yeah that's how it would go if, like if you don't go in hard enough it would just like slip out because drills go in cert- just like every single mm-hmm. fake out in that scene is so insane and so it's just you just dread every second of it okay so who's up for do we have any other nominees for scariest performance um um, I'm not I, really. No I guess like mother. I could throw out like the mob in Mother, like just all the people, yeah, I mean, <laughs> an leave. ensemble. Like they just won't leave, and she needs them God. to leave. Um, but yeah, yeah I, don't, I, guess... I, I don't think anyone in specific in Mother. Right, there's not a specific character in Mother. No. I think that is like terrifying, or or it exists then really. I guess this is you could go like 
um, Willem Dafoe as Gas as my favorite title card in the history of movies. (laughs) 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 But he's not in it that much, but that's a good performance. I was going to say, like, when we're talking about effects, my favorite effect is when he gets shot by, like, the backport thing and, like, through the neck, which is such a crazy-looking thing. I mean, there's, like, uh, other good performances for sure. Like, I think, like, Pfeiffer is great in Mother... Yes. And, um, Th- yeah, there's like, like this s- Scary is like, yeah. The you know, princess is like, it's yeah, like I th- like I mean yeah, the like petulance of it is also just like, so scary. <laughs> Where and like, yeah, so much that she does in that movie is so messed up. <laughs> yeah, it's such a good movie. Yeah. And also, I mean, if I got it, she, she also ends up taking a bit of a hit and just like keeps I mean, on yeah. going like a lot of. It is. It turns like a little bit like. Not, I mean, like, terminatory, where it's like, you know, something bad happens to her, like, without getting too spoilery. And it's like, she's still kicking. <laughs> and it's like, just, how is this gonna, how are they gonna stop her? Yeah, she definitely enters into, like, Michael Myers territory there. Yeah, exactly. Where right, you're just yeah. like, why won't she die? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the movie, if I, I guess we're just fully spoiling it. Like, I mean, the I movie, don't, it's, it's been around for o- almost 10, over 10 years. We can definitely yeah. spoil it. <laughs> But literally the the last shot of it just being like the the thought of her getting hit by the car hit to black is a very good move. That is yeah, a, it's a, a great time. Yeah, a very funny bit. I mean, we can soft pencil her in. I think it's like either her or Davis. I think she has the slight edge. Yeah. Two different sides of the Australian horror coin yeah, for was, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was talking to someone and I was just I mean, this is like an odd aside, but I was like, Yeah, we're doing these movies and they're like, Oh, you're doing all Australian horror? And I was like, Oh, I guess they they are both Australian. It's like I didn't even think about that. I mean, they they know how to they know how to yeah. bloodlet down there with a smile on their face. It makes for a good old time. Yeah. I mean it's like it's funny though like most the like least horror-y, most bloodless one is the only American. It's like, I, I guess the only fully American one, whatever you want to consider existence, that is like Ooh. Canadian. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of. I mean, do we? We could like try to move to like kill or location. To yeah, location. I think. I mean. Because, like, they built the house for Babadook. They built the house for Mother. <laughs> it's, like, both of those are very good and, like, very well-used locations that, like, I'd say, like, Mother is, like, because I don't really find Mother that scary is the thing. So it's, like, I'm not, like, afraid of that location in a way, like, that I would want to put it there. But it is, like, if a anything, location. If anything, I'm envious of it. Like, that amount yeah, it's of, like, like huge earth house. tones. I'm, like, yeah, hell yeah. Right. Like I, I mean, want well, yeah. linen tea towels that look like that. That's the thing. Like in Mother, truly the horror is like the other people, right? Like yeah. if she was people just coming able in to your be, nice house. Yeah, I right. guess the if idea of like a house, house <laughs> is would the be fine. scariest location is house filled with people. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, just the masses won't leave. God, yeah. Tr- but trouble every day presupposes the scariest place is a hotel room with your wife. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, there's a couple of places <laughs> in Trouble Every Day, right? There's, like, the, all the science lab stuff in Trouble yeah, Every that, Day, and like, of, like, all the ominous, like, things I, spinning around. And, and yeah, also, like, basement, because he's in the hotel basement, right, when he yeah. assaults that woman? Like, yeah. like 
you know, non-populated kind of out of the way basement location where you can be assaulted by Vincent Gallo, Gallo is definitely mm-hmm. up there for me. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah, around Vincent Gallo wins various <laughs> location. Yeah, uh, right. yeah the and set then, like, of Trouble yeah. Every Day when Vincent Gallo is around is the scariest location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, and, um, then, and, and then there's also the boarded up house in there, right? So yeah, it's I mean, like that's... it's all these different places in that one. Um, I'd like to yeah. make a case for the murder basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that's the thing. Is like, yeah, that might like... be my pick for the loved ones. Is that the 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 dark hole where there's no way to climb out is like a very terrifying idea the first time i watched it and they like so at that point you're like you've already seen a lot of horrible shit and like Mm -hmm. obviously things aren't going great for our hero and and then they open the floor and there's a murder basement and i remember the first time i saw the movie i was like oh no (laughs) yeah (laughs) shit because i have a horrible memory and like forgot that we'd we'd already seen one of her other victims like yeah, right yeah, at the yeah. beginning of the film which is a great magic trick for people like me who can't remember past 60 minutes but <laughs> um but yeah no that murder basement very scary wouldn't want to be is. there <laughs> and i mean it's also it's just like at least to like i guess this sort of comedy and it's like so, sort of what you talked about that it's sort of it's one of the few movies that will reverse like the gender role in that sort of way and that often I feel like in horror movies or in other movies it'll be like a female character's superpower is that they suffered a lot so they are like not scared of the situation. Great point. And, and, and how just how he gets out of it where it's just like sure I'm just gonna take these bodies and build a body ro- <laughs> a, a body thing Ladder, and I'm gonna yeah. get out of it. He's like I've He's, seen oh what's that Brad Pitt zombie movie that no uh, one World remembers. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's yeah. like, I saw that trailer for World War Z. Right, I'm, yeah. like I'm like a body ladder. <laughs> that part, because like, I mean, the thing with that movie, like as I was watching it, is like it starts off and it like feels, it felt to me at least like more uh, like what I would expect from like a sort of, because there's like this sort of teeny romance aspect of it and like it has like that vibe. But then like once they get to the house, it like all becomes so stylish. And then like when the like, uh, you know, uh, basement like doors open up, and it's just like, oh, they're gonna like throw them in this hole, and you hear like the guttural noises, and they're like throwing the dead wombat in or whatever. Like, so homeboy loses his vocal cords like twenty seven minutes oh. into this film, and it's just like, it's so much worse. <laughs> like, like, like we've heard lots of screaming before, but hearing like someone's vocal cords that have been eviscerated by like Windex or whatever the hell that is, it's like yeah. real nice. <laughs> And then to have like twenty boys doing that, wow! <laughs> what yeah, a treat. I, I guess that's the funny thing because in my mind I was like, "Huh, how do they know to like put this specific thing in so the people can't talk?" But I guess it's just like if you shoot uh, vocal cords full of anything, they won't work anymore. So well, they've also might've... had lots of practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's like their fifth try. I mean, that, I mean, like what Andy talked about was like a hole that you can't get out of as being like an extremely scary idea but like my like recurring nightmare is like not being able it's like something happening to me and not being able to like talk or scream or whatever which is like that's what makes the movie insanely scary just being like, yeah <laughs> not great <laughs> not a great not a great situation to find yourself in <laughs> yeah uh, i well, mean we talked oh sorry 
Oh, I was just going to say, I think I think for this, can we consider House Full of People as a location? Because I do think that's really scary, like, especially I mean, in pan- in pandemic times where it's just like right. that many people yeah. in my house, right. like, is now, my and, worst yeah. case scenario right no now. Masks. Right. And you're, like, giving very clear instructions as to, like, what they are able to and not able to do and they God, won't listen so to frustrating. you. Yeah. Like, she, like, clearly explains, like, the sink is not braced. It's not safe for you to be there. And they just, like, ignore her on that and are like, you know what, You, I know better than you. And then they, and then like, yeah, the way like Michelle Pfeiffer acts indignant every time like so she funny. breaks something when like, and then Jennifer Lawrence gets upset about it. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, that's it's what just I like, like, I mean, <laughs> I as president, really... I'm a, I'm allowing, I'm making a presidential okay. decree that we are allowing house full of people as a location. <laughs> <laughs> I like, don't love that movie. But it is so funny to me that it's just like a person who's just like being reasonable and everyone is an asshole to her. And they're like, (laughs) and she's like, I told you not to go in there. You broke it. And they're like, oh, come on. Right. Yeah. I said I was sorry. (laughs) It's just so, it's so funny. But yeah, I mean, that is like, that is maybe like as the option of like a house filled with people as scariest. That is probably where I think mother fits best with what's left, especially. Somebody should like do a, an edit where it's mother and her telling her pe- telling people not to do things in her house, and then it just cuts to like Project X, and then it's just, like, people, <laughs> people pissing on couches or whatever. Yeah, that's the crossover I want to see. Yeah, um, but moving on from especially that, like um you know you mentioned the uh, the like basement scene uh, from Tarble Every Day as like a scary location. That is also maybe like the tensest moment is like. Yeah. When it's just like, what is he doing? <laughs> okay, so I think I'm going to call a tie, a temporary tie between Loved Ones Murder Basement and House Full of People from mm-hmm. Lowercase Mother Exclamation Mark. Okay. That's unless unless someone has uh, an I object mm. moment here. <laughs> I, I mean, we can, I feel like towards the end, we will remove it from being a tie and just pick one but i think those are the two contenders so okay well they fine. can sit on the same bench for now <laughs> we can yeah, figure it out yeah. later yeah. i mean i think as colin said i think trouble every day vincent gallo for tensest moment yeah for tensest moment is maybe the craziest thing in any of these movies i don't <laughs> know i like obviously there's like the entire second half of the loved ones to be to be put in that same thing yeah I yeah I might also shout out yeah the moment in the Baba Duke where she kills the dog. Oh, like, rough! That moment it's like, yeah it's and it's like oh boy we, we have we fully lost mom here like is she fully just gonna like you know destroy her home and her family and everything because it's like that. So I might as much as the loved ones is like a spooky time, I might disqualify it from tensest moment only because I laugh so hard when I watch this movie that like I don't physically have any stress in my body when I watch it because I'm having such a good time. So <laughs> that my my vote might lie elsewhere. Um Sure. And I would encourage others <laughs> yeah. yeah. to vote for other things. <laughs> Okay, let me think. What are other good tense moments? I think the moment in the Babadook is mentioned is good. Trouble every day is very good. I mean, the sink bracing and mo- very right, yeah, the mother. Sink when like mother. when the Gleasons show up, like I, when I was rewatching it, I was like, oh, these guys. And it's just like, what are they gonna <laughs> do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like all of Mother is a tense moment. Yeah, 
Right. That's like that's what that movie is more than anything. It's just an exercise in being tense, uh, more than like even being like explicitly horrifying or whatever. It's just like I a movie based the... based on the moment in which I would just go to my room and not talk to people. Right. Exactly. <laughs> no, they come in. They come into your room. <laughs> yeah. They'd be like, they'd come, please. They'd be like, yeah. They come into my room, take my baby, then, uh, <laughs> snap its neck, and then eat it. <laughs> I mean. And then have the, yeah right, and then have the gall to tell you like oh no it's good it's yeah that's this is what should have happened. Yum yum. Uh, okay, uh, I think my vote is for Vincent Gallo in the basement with his mouth for yeah. playing Clue. <laughs> his mouth. His just his mouth. Weapon that's of his, choice. That's his murder mouth. weapon. His yeah mouth. right. It's his sharp face and his mouth. <laughs> that mustache. <laughs> Could cut cheese with that face. <laughs> Vincent Gallo is so funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. That is it. Yeah, I think that is the tensest, like, across the board. Where, like, even, like, having seen it, like, I remember that scene, obviously, and that was, like, when it happened again, I was like, this is so intense. That's why it's uh, very good to watch Trouble Every Day in a theater, because just yeah. what a treat to witness a crowd witnessing that. that yeah, I mean, it, like, it wasn't the fullest theater, but when I watched it, but it was still, like, Again, it was like every time Vincent Gallo's face showed up, people would laugh, and then just like the sharp turn to when the like the killing had happened, and everybody, you can just feel everybody just being like tense, <laughs> just being like, I, "Uh, this isn't what I signed up for." I think I saw it at a like packed screening at at the Tiff Bell Lightbox, not during the festival, but just regular mm-hmm. programming, and yeah, it was a real treat, not to mince words. <laughs> <laughs> a real treat. Like the people in trouble yeah, every day. That's right. <laughs> okay, I think my vote for what are we doing? Tensest moment. Tensest I, moment. I, I do think it's Vincent Gallo in the basement. Yeah. I, I yeah. do think that's it. It sure. probably is. And then, right. I mean, it's either that or mother. If we have any strong mother supporters, now's the time. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, like, yeah, like, I think that whole movie is tense, is like the main thing. And, like, yeah, and it's. Like, you are so in Jennifer Lawrence's, like, point of view, and she has so little control over anything that is happening in that movie, and it's just, like, you're, like, you're so fully empathizing with her that whole time, where she's just like, please, just, like, please, just, like, to give me a second, like, I, like, I can take care of it, like, just get out of my business, uh, I think, yeah, like, the, and, and just, like, the increase, like, it starts off with pretty normal, like, oh, a couple of people are here, and, like, one person is, like, messing with breakfast or whatever, and then it's just, like, oh, and, like, 50 people are here, and they're all, like, doing an impromptu book signing with my husband or whatever, and they, and, na- <laughs> the and now they nightmare. just, right, and now they just, like, want to take all of my possessions because they want to own something that, like, was mine, That's right, like, and Kristen just, like, Wig? <laughs> yeah, right, Kristen Wiig is here, too, like, yeah, um, the, yeah, the, the the way that she is like trying to remain calm and centered and and and, and really has a hard time with that. Um, but again, it's like I guess since the award is moment and not movie, yeah. like I guess it l- tends to be a little more um, a little it's 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 a little, a little less mother for me and a little more trouble every day probably. Got it. Um, yeah. Another footnote to loop back to that John Carpenter clip I invoked earlier is yeah. he makes the like realist dig at uh, Aronofsky where he says, or not Aronofsky, who was it? Oh no, maybe it was 
It goes Friending Ruffin. I can't remember who it was. He's <laughs> one of those two. He says, I don't even think they actually like horror movies. Sure. And I do feel that way about Mother, where I'm like, this was made by someone who, like, would hate the loved ones. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's, like, very intent on holding their cards to their chest. So, yeah, no, I do think that's a good point. It's definitely a tense movie, but full of tense moments. But it, it's a some of the parts sort of thing, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Mother is maybe where I throw uh, best kill just for the baby. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I okay, know that well, there's let, like... Let's move on to kill then. So let's let's yeah. give um, let's give tense this moment to Vincent Gallo's face in the basement and move on to yeah. best kill. Sure. There are like other, like there's better kills than loved ones. There's like insane stuff in existence, but I think like trying to be sort of diplomatic and like give, like maybe give every movie an award. This is maybe like a good spot for Mother if we're not doing... Um, Oh no, we're doing location for mother, right? Well, it's between right. that and Baba Duke is like yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, I uh, yeah. What other? I mean, whatever other kills there are that like are obviously jumping out to people. Um, I mean, I mean, there's only one kill in the loved ones. Yes, and it's other and than it, the dog, and, it, and it's a very good kill. I'll say it is it's, a good. It, kill. it is maybe my favorite part when just the police off the police guy shows up and he just gets murked instantly. Yeah. I, I do mean, yeah, think seeing a baby torn up is pretty upsetting, especially because yeah. it's like one of the better cinematic babies. Like, well, just there's a lot of bad fake babies in cinema. Sure. This one looks yeah. fine. This yeah. one is is like a very passable, respectable baby. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and just like, yeah, and just like the way it snaps is so like, it, I, it's like weird to say this about mother, but it's like sort of subtle. It's like at the be like. When it, <laughs> But it's like <laughs> it's not like they immediately like tear it limb from limb. It's just right. like literally like your fear with babies where it just like is that a weird balance point? There's no right. support. And no yeah. one's supporting the neck, and yeah. And, and it's, it's neck just... snaps and you're just like, oh it just like hits you really weird, just like the sound and the look of it. So it, it is a good kill. It's like not where I thought this category was gonna go, mm-hmm. if I'm being honest, is well, I, I think mean, the baby's yeah. the baby's a solid contender. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess I th- would also throw out the dog again in Babadook. Babadook, yeah. Um, just because, yeah, like, that is, like, yeah, I, I spoke about that moment a bunch. But, yeah, it's just a moment where you're like, wow, like, this is, like, this. she is, like, is she fully gone? And, like, the, and it, like, I, I do, like, that moment is also, like, nicely foreshadowed when she's, like, flipping through the book earlier. And one of the pop-ups is, like, her murdering the dog and then it's her murdering the son. So you're like, oh, I know where we are on this journey, like, when she kills the dog. <laughs> and it's like, well, next up is she is going to kill the kid, like, and strangle him. So uh, I think that it's one of the most effective moments in the movie for me when she when she murders that little pup. What about when Jude Law uses the bone gun to kill the Chinese waiter? The waiter? I mean... That's- just the way the Chinese way just like yeah. face gets. I do think, yeah, that like using the bone gun, like the bone gun, is a great method of killing. <laughs> like, it's a great and unique method. Or I guess it's is it? I guess the gun is made of bone, but the bullets are teeth. The so. teeth bullets. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> teeth, teeth, teeth are bone. I don't know how. It, like, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, how deep into? Yeah. What the things are made. <laughs> Cronenberg was like, I've read too many medical textbooks to not use all my knowledge here. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I, I I, was soft in video drum with the cancer gun, but I'm going to use this gun right. as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and this the, is like yeah. a thing where it's like, this is the second Cronenberg. I'm like, I'm like really underseen on Cronenberg. I've only seen Dead Ringers in this. 
Okay, not too bad. <laughs> You've seen both yeah. ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yes, bo- both ends of the spectrum. But it was like one of those things where it's like you just see images from his movie. So I thought like the cancer gun was from this movie. So I was expecting at some point the bone gun to turn into Jude Law's hand and him to use it at some point. So I was slightly always waiting for that. But still, the bone gun is very good. I'm trying to... There's like... I feel like... it it's a bloody movie but i can't i guess like as i said before gus getting murked with the with the thing gas i mean what yeah it's such a good name i don't know why i would get it wrong (laughs) gas it's very good when he when he kills like the designer at the end yeah it's also good there's some good kills in all these movies yeah Mm -hmm. i think i might be team doggo from babadook just because like I was thinking, I was like, do I care more about the baby and mother or the dog and the Babadook? And it's definitely the dog. Yeah, that's <laughs> the way. It, it's, it's just the way. Dogs yeah. always over people. In, a, in every situation. Dogs over, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a, it's like within the journey of that movie that killing that dog is a very both important and also just like tough to watch. Like it's for sure tougher mm-hmm. to watch than anything here. It's like, I guess gallo eating the woman if that's i mean like <laughs> I, I this is not worth like <laughs> mincing hair or like um mincing like hairs okay cronenberg yeah, <laughs> yeah truly um, like uh there there's a lot of upsetting stuff i think in the love ones where they're like <laughs> hammering knives into his feet and like just like yeah the but he doesn't die i know no no i mean this is just like of uh, a defense of oh, other intense things yeah, yeah. Not the, the, the disappointment in Meg's voice, though. Yeah, he doesn't die, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, when she, like, throws the salt on oh, his, his wound, it's, it's so just awful. like, oof. Like, that would, as, like, I know he's a big, big, tough-ass boy, but wow, <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like one of those funny things where it's just like, he's such an intense character before that. Where it's it sort of some becomes sort of like a comedy game of just like how much are they gonna have to do to him before he starts being like real broken up about it. Of just well, like, something <laughs> I I love about Sean Byrne and like he's only made two films and he had like like he has four on the back burner, but it's a pandemic and he has twin infants right now, so like I get why he hasn't made another movie, but um both of his films, this and The Devil's Candy, have like very hard metal people as their protagonists. So in this film, we've got this kind of like very tortured uh, emo, you know, metalhead kid, which is like the worst person you could try and torture. Like, <laughs> like that's that's not that's not your you're gonna have a, a rough go of cracking that cookie. And then in The Devil's Candy, the family at the center of it, like it's it's like as if the uh, Amityville Horror had uh, a family full of metalheads instead of you know, uh, average family. So it's just like, he keeps picking such uh, interesting, traditionally like villainous categories of people to be heroes. And like, they're so mm-hmm. tenacious and like uncrackable. I just love it. I think it's so fun. So even though horrible things happen to this boy, it's like, I know he's gonna be okay. Yeah. Gonna yeah, be I mean, fine. It's, it's like before he even ever starts getting tortured, he, he like grips a razor blade to make his hand bleed and then decides to climb a mountain yeah. in, in one of the funniest things ever just like the hard cut to him just like emo climbing a mountain being like ah, it's one yeah. of the yeah. one of my favorite things that's such a 
I like that character. He's it's a very funny character. To, well, and his performance is actually great. Like, he, I don't think he's uh, he's gonna displace our scariest performance because it's not a scary performance. But like, he does a silent performance for like yeah. most of that film. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. very good. I don't know. I think uh, I'm always impressed with what he does. That performance, <laughs> I do feel like <laughs> just stringing in front of his face and stuff. It's yeah, it's yeah. good. No, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of good, a lot of excellent hair work in that movie. <laughs> yeah. A lot of greasy hair, a lot of sweaty hair. It's all good. I mean, it's one of the. I'm I'm just gonna say this sentence, but one of my favorite things in movies is sweat. I just like watching when people in movies uh, like sweat and how that communicates, and just like how sweaty and gross like the princess and him and their dad gets like as the night progresses, just like really sells, just like how torturous this all is. Well, that's why Australian horror is such a treat. Like, even, you know, Essie Davis and the Babadook, she's got a shine on her, and it's like, yeah. it's great. I mean, it's like one of those things where I mentioned them to mentioned this to them before getting on the call, where it was like, watching the Babadook at 8 a.m. just makes it a movie about the, the tr- struggles of not being able to go back to sleep. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just sleep horror. It's just be, be being like, they should let this woman sleep. That's that's all I want to see. <laughs> and she played it really well. She played the deprivation very interestingly. And I God, she, yeah, she's so tired. She's so tired. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, and we also have okay. Vincent. So are we still talking about best kill? Yeah, it might be the dog from Babadook because also right, we, we, right. Strong cases were made for the dog because I think that's we might not give it to the Babadook in any other place. And I feel like if we want to spread the wealth, give it to different things, then that yeah. might be the place to go. Yes. Okay. What do we, though, you, I assume you've been taking notes, Meg. What do we have? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. We can I, run it down. I, we can I, run I, it down. Yeah. So we get, uh, <laughs> I assume you've been taking notes. <laughs> we get uh, best use of effects as existence. Uh, yes. Then uh, scariest performance we had Robin McLeavy as princess and loved ones. Um, tensest moment uh, Vincent Gallo yep. eating in the basement. Um, you just chowing down in the basement as yeah. you do. Best kill uh, Babadook dog, and then for scariest location it, it's still right now a tie as the murder basement and the loved ones and the idea of a house filled with people. <laughs> <laughs> Mother. See, we didn't need notes. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's only five categories. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I feel like we just give it to the house and mother. and we. Yeah, I mean, I think it, so. that is the, like, the, in a film that you could argue isn't scary specifically, right. the scariest idea in that movie for me yes. that isn't, like, heady, pretentious, you know, Old Testament shit is just, right. like, there are people in my house and they won't leave, which is like exactly. very, yeah. I don't want that. Like pandemic or no, like that's a horrible right. thought. Yeah. No one will listen to me. The, the scariest location in film is uh, a house full of people you don't care for. Well, yes. to be fair, they're like, like mother is a home invasion movie in a way. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, wow. it's, it's, <laughs> so I mean, fine. yeah. And like, they're not like not zombie. Like, like they don't seem to have much like internal, life any of these uh, other no, people whatever like, like it starts, when you think like, about it off, andy yeah. zombies are man you know that man <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> 
Emilio uh, uh, wins the Profundity Award for today's podcast. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's a golden Darren Aronofsky beanie. Wow. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> wow. Not even the scarf. Jeez. No, yeah. <laughs> the scarf and the glasses, yeah. It's just a bust. <laughs> yeah. Darren Aronofsky. I'm going to be shaving my beard into just a mustache tomorrow. <laughs> so, we I mean, do. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we have all those penciled in, then we also like to give out any special awards that we might feel Ew. deserve it. Right? Does anything deserve a yeah? Just a special mention. A special. I mean, go ahead. The I most, uh, the grossest thing to me in the loved ones is that they all drink milk with their dinner. Yeah, milk and chicken definitely That's a choice. So gross. Also, yeah. like you know that milk is not cold. Like that no. is like warm <laughs> milk for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. To me, that's grosser than what he was eating in existence. <laughs> <laughs> I can eat yeah. fucked up amphibians. I just can't eat milk and chicken. Warm, yeah. warm milk and probably cold chicken. <laughs> yeah, they have, they have them opposite. It's like cold food, hot drink. Yeah. The um, they do everything backwards in Australia. <laughs> yeah. Toilets are flushing backwards. <laughs> um, there's also, I mean, this is like not like an, a, any award, but just like a moment for the loved ones similar to, I think it's like, I mean, it's right before he's up in the tree is when he's like crawling around the car and it's like, okay, I got away. And then he just backs up and the like lights line up perfectly with him like staring at him and he just like starts like trying to scramble away. It's so intense. Yeah. When I rewatched the film for this recording, I was just like, oh, what an idiot. And I'm like, I mean, to be fair, he's had a hard night. Like I wouldn't yeah. be thinking straight either. <laughs> Um, I'd like to nominate the loved ones for best B plot. <laughs> oh, of, of the the guy and the girl. <laughs> yeah, there's like like all the between all of these horrible, you know. It's so funny. When people actually talk about torture porn, they should be talking about the loved ones. Like all these horrible moments of like very disgusting torture. Um, there's like this adorable goth girl and then like a uh, pudgy guy like prom date happening, and yes. it's amazing. It's so good. I don't know. It's like. It's one of the reasons I don't consider The Loved Ones to be a very tense film because it's just like, I don't know, like... And you I mean, have, like, the a, breathing moments. Time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you, you all, you're, you like, just naturally, just like a, a people who watch a lot of movies, you're sort of expecting the moment for where they're going to, like, intersect or there's going to be some crossover and there just, like, sort of isn't, like, the sort of thing where they cross over is, like, her then crying about, like, you well, find out where that her boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend or whatever was, like the victim that they like that or her they brother like, right it's is it her brother or yeah it's her brother but oh, okay. uh but it's like it they're not connected in a way that you would expect where mm -hmm. it's more just like i don't know it's like a cute little prom date between yeah. two weirdos <laughs> there is the great moment <laughs> right. where they're like in the car and you think uh just because it's like all sort of like australian like backwoods like the fake out is like you think it's going to be the dad coming to the car where they're like in there having sex or whatever but then it's just like the principal and he's like you guys gotta go honestly like that good. principal's pretty groovy like when he <laughs> like she's feeling up the guy on the dance floor and the principal's like just don't do it here and then they yeah, like yeah. are still on school grounds he's like i'm fine with you having sex just yeah, don't right. do it here just, <laughs> i don't know that principal <laughs> yeah. low-key mvp <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I guess, yeah, it's like, yeah, an interesting counterpoint of, like, things can go well in this world, but, uh, you know, yeah, always. Yeah, no, it's, um, uh, there, there are moments of sweetness in this film that I think keep it from being unwatchable, despite no, yeah. how actually horrible a lot of this film is to watch. Yes, yeah. 
I wonder if there's a raid where it's like the guy suffers because he's a hot guy and then his pudgy <laughs> friend gets to have a good time because he's sort of pudgy and weird. I wonder if that's, <laughs> a, that's the raid that happens. That's, yeah, <laughs> it's like the opposite of like, you know, uh, whatever, punishing the people who have sex. It's like punishing the people who could have sex just because they're so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I do. I do love that. Like uh, the loved ones, to me anyway, and also the Devil's Candy to a greater extent, are such a solid response to like all of the um, satanic panic, like metal horror of the '80s, where it was just mm-hmm. like this idea that you know people who like uh, heavy metal or the kind of people who uh, th- that there was an assumption that the kind of person who would like heavy metal would also be associated with like horrible things and i just mm-hmm. love that both the loved ones and devil's candy are just like no actually like metal like metalheads are the sweetest people in the mm-hmm. world <laughs> i just like i love it it's it's fun there's a lot of like there's a lot of subversion generally in australian horror that i just like adore um but this one specifically of just like adorable sweetheart metalheads just trying to live their lives just like and getting like tied up in horrible satanic bullshit is just my favorite. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we talked about a little bit of um, the house and mother. I do want to just say like Matthew Lee Batik's cinematography is so good, and yeah, just like true. it's constantly just like sweeping around this like huge house, and like she's got like this sort of like flowy clothes on all the time, and it just good good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I might say like it's maybe it's not like it's pretty straightforward but like best sort of like invented mythology for babadook like the the story of the babadook like and like that like the fact that like that character was invented for the movie like if you told me that that character was like an old like whatever australian like character <laughs> that 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 like was like was a was an urban legend that they told stories around the campfire about like i would believe you like it totally feels like something that like has been a part of the culture all along and we just haven't realized it but like that they invented that for the movie i think is like and and it that it that like the, it has it has sort of since i think the movie come out catapulted a little bit in like a little bit of like the babadook is like a stock stare a stock scary character that people like reference of an archetype yeah well what's i think i think giving babadook best monster design is like easy because there's no other contender sure, yeah. <laughs> amongst these films but also like you're right. The fact that it's an original monster that still has ties to things like Lon Chaney Sr.'s London After Midnight and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the litany of, of behatted, big mouthed characters. Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. right on the money. Great, great monster design for sure. Um, also, Anything that can like capture the imagination of the internet that much definitely mm-hmm. deserves recognition. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, the Babadook, he's a legend. But I think you're also disrespecting the, 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 just how much work Claire Denny put into the monster design of Vincent Gallo. It's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great Jeez, prosthetic yeah. work there. Decades building <laughs> him up to where he had, here he was in, in Trouble Every Day. Um, the <laughs> Tinder Six score in Trouble Every Day also great. Oh, great call, great call. Just a note. Yeah, I mean it's like best metaphor for cheating on your spouse is Trouble Every Day. <laughs> yeah, what a honeymoon <laughs> i just love it that it's like it ends with like let's go home <laughs> right yeah exactly <laughs> so funny you crazy claire a legend oh here's the fun category that i don't have an answer for which of these films is like the most 
like resonant with covid horror right now because i I think it's actually a tough competition with these movies because we've got like the horror of being so attached to your technology that it becomes like a literal outgrowth of yourself we've got like don't come in my house please horror and like uh you know crippling depression and like anger at your roommates that happen to be small screaming children I don't know if the loved ones vibes <laughs> with, with pandemic horror, but other than that, I think we have some like solid yeah. contenders here. I did, yeah, I mean for sure, like mother. The real is the pandemic one. horror is that this is this is an audio medium, so this is not relevant. But I keep uh, my my face keeps going completely white because of of the sun and i I can't white balance it and this is because i've been a mole person for six months (laughs) (laughs) i I was about to say it's like again this is not maybe not worth mentioning because you're this is an audio medium but your your zoom thing does look a little babadooky and that it's just like true yeah the shadows keep i'm like a i'm like a disembodied uh william (laughs) castle floating head or something (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> okay okay we, we got to figure out what the most pandemic movie is here because i do yeah. think that's been like the true joy of for anyone who's been watching you know more horror than usual in october has been that the pandemic vibes have been uh an extra wrinkle <laughs> that- I, think, I mean that might be the easiest answer for me and i think it has to be mother <laughs> just the idea of like so many people like bumping into you and like the like the concept of people like doing the wrong thing and being indignant about it and like right. you have like people who don't wear masks in public still yeah it's like it's she like, loses access to her sink so she can't wash her hands I anymore mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all there i think you can make a solid case for trouble every day because it yeah, is about I, that's a virus I was, yeah <laughs> i mean that's, that's what i was yeah. thinking i was thinking like it's about a virus and it's also about right. like sort of being tired of being stuck with a person so you go out and maybe <laughs> hurt other people <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, also, the, just yeah. like the the you know uh, the inner turmoil of not being able to connect with anyone, and like the consequences of what do happen when you make that connection. Right. Yeah. And like yeah, literal lit- people literally force their way into her home. And, people like, risking it all. Yeah. And like it. Yeah. Guess what? It gets them in the end. Like yeah. It's... Yeah. I mean, that's like. Claire Denis is the best director about how just like desire is the destruction of the human body and it's just and I Troubled Every Day is maybe the most that movie that could ever be made <laughs> Let me yeah I think I think for that reason also because it is literally about a virus I'm gonna give it sure, or, yeah. or whatever a, a cannibal bacteria who knows the science yeah. is out I think Claire Denis cares about science as little as Cronenberg cares about science for realsies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Trouble every day, I think. Because honestly, also, the name of that film is also Pandemic Vibes, where it's just I like, mean, yeah, really, Trouble yeah. every day. <laughs> like, right. I, yeah, go well, on, yeah. I go on Twitter and it's just Trouble every day. <laughs> yeah, we, new we, day, new trouble. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we thought Cronenberg was smart about our use of technology. Claire nailed it right in the title. Yeah. yeah. She didn't need anything beyond that. Ooh, here's a sorry now my, my brain is firing off dumber categories <laughs> which is which is more obnoxious the Z, the Z in existence or the exclamation mark mother <laughs> I mean 
Yeah, because it's like I what, think, uh, yeah, the capitalization in existence I, drives me crazy. Because it's capital X and capital Z. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like he wrote it and a cat walked across his keyboard. Button. Right. Well, and then like, and then at the end, what it's actually called like transcendence. And, and if the but, capital but it C? also has the same like yeah. stupid thing. Yeah, I don't like it in, in existence. Um, mother, I think is fun because you get to go. Mother! I think Mother also had the excuse of, like, there's, like, a thousand movies called Mother, so you do sort of have to, like, dif- like distinguish yourself and define yourself. Yeah, sure. Where, whereas Cronenberg just went, capital Z, Z, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Aronofsky's all about, like, SEO. He's like, lowercase <laughs> <S-M-S-M-R. laughs> People are going to not That's have right. the wrong hashtag That'll or whatever. Finally, yeah, finally, we'll get my climate change allegory or whatever it is out to the world <laughs> that people must understand <laughs> <laughs> okay it sounds like existence clear yeah, winner <laughs> yeah clear winner <laughs> any, any more awards we want to make up any final yeah. ones um nothing really i i think um, like mine are all just like pat awards of like best score <laughs> Right, yeah. I'm going to give Existence also best use of holes, just generally. Mm. I think you could give I mean, most of Cronenberg's career best use of holes. Right. <laughs> it's him and Louis Sackar. <laughs> I, I knew Colin was going right. Yeah. Stanley I mean, there is a hole in the loved ones that's pretty good, the hole in the ground. Yeah, big hole. I mean, oh, also and the hole, hole in, in head. their head. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the holes in the head. I mean, look, this is competition now. Yeah. And well, yeah, and in Mother, you have the hole that the blood makes in the. In the oh floor yeah, that's that a good hole too. Mm, yeah. Also a good hole. No, we need to stop saying good hole. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna that's the title of the episode now. Good holes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spooktacular with strike through it just holes. <laughs> Starring Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Cullen's dream. Cullen's dream to have okay. Shia on the pod. <laughs> good, good, good. You're gonna say you wouldn't have Shia LaBeouf on our podcast? <laughs> You're out of your mind. Good movies <laughs> and better holes with Meg Shield. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Um, oh, here's sorry. I do have another category. Uh, see, now that the categories are dumb, I, I've got lots. <laughs> um, worst husband. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is it the Where's dead one in the Babadook? <laughs> he's so bad, he's I, not around ever. <laughs> that's not his fault. Um, <laughs> eh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's Javier Bardem, maybe. Yeah, Javier Bardem is like a bad husband. <laughs> he's just like, come on, we're having fun. It's like well, Loved One's dad definitely should yeah. deserve some credit here for being... I mean, but it, like maybe get, maybe get a that? good dad, but definitely a bad husband. But it's like, yeah, I, I mean, it's like, yeah, Gallo, though. Gallo. Yeah, it's sure. Yeah, I mean, well, he doesn't harm his wife in any way, as far as we know. I mean, but it's a low Mental. bar. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, setting the bar at the floor. <laughs> uh, I think the the gaslight chicanery of Bardem might put him yeah. above and beyond. Uh, yeah, I guess if like if that's the metric for a husband is how horrible you are to your wife, then yes, it is Bardem. Yes. <laughs> what is the no, other the, the metric? metric. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> bad person who is a husband. Sure, is a husband. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, yeah, he's nice to his wife. He's like the worst person ever. It's like no, yeah. it's Bardem. 
I mean, if I mean, it's because it's because like Vincent Gallo like also cheats while he's doing whatever. It's just like I guess she doesn't find out, but like I, who knows? Give me trouble every other day where (laughs) the sequel where we find out like the fuck. He took her to Paris. (laughs) A nice vacation so we can go eat somebody. Uh, yeah, this sounds like a clear win for Bardem. Yeah. Bardem. yeah. <laughs> okay, so we're back, and as we were about to wrap our spooktacular awards, we have now been joined by our fourth co-host, Jesse Weber. <laughs> How are you, Jesse? I'm doing wonderfully. <laughs> 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 uh, as you can clearly tell, he's a ball of energy and he's here to bring us some energy in our last legs. Yeah. So, we're going to go through these awards one by one. I guess there are five awards, so we, each of us could talk about one of the awards and one of the movies that I think deserve it. I'm going to let Jesse start off as we gave Existence best use of effects. Do you want to talk about the use of effects in Existence? Uh, in a movie that I haven't seen in five years sure they're uh (laughs) wonderful um yeah that was one of the other things on the docket for when the alarm went off was watch existence and then go on the episode uh the effects i don't know i mean i think of the like the bone gun the bone gun's great I mean, enough said. Truly, like yeah, the, bone the bone gun is gun. great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That that one moment where he's like, "Do you have fillings?" And he's like, "No, I don't." And so it's like, "Oh, it's not my teeth." Then that's a great moment. Uh, yeah, it's gross mm-hmm. and it's a bone, bone gun, and we love teeth. Shout out to Existence yeah. and David. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So tensest moment goes to trouble every day. Who wants? Should I go about, talk about trouble? You know what? Let's do it. Yeah. So. Vincent Gallo is a scary looking man so whenever he's in <laughs> the room with one woman then you're you're always naturally tense but, but like just like the twists and turns let's say that that scene goes from what seems like a weirdly a weird sexual encounter to assault to cannibalism and just like how that progresses in terms of just being sort of disturbing and difficult to watch and just like how it makes you contemplate just the nature of our sexualities and just like what sex is it's just like an insane thing to think about and i think gallo and the other actors in this scene both perform it very well and i think shout outs to claire Deneba for being one of the craziest people alive <laughs> and, be, and will be willing to put that in a movie you know yeah trouble every day we must stand so for location we have a house full of people in mother <laughs> Andy, I'll talk uh, about this. talk about yeah. mother. So yeah, mother, uh, the 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 true creeping, terrifying dread of uh, being in a in a crowd of people in a space that is supposed to be your own, that you're supposed to have dominion over, that uh, where the people will not listen to you, will they? Where they will not do what you ask them, even if you explain your reasoning to them in a very reason in a, in a very like assured and confident manner. They just won't listen to you. They're gonna do what they want. They're gonna. They have their own things in mind, and they're and they're not gonna and they're not gonna pay heed to you. And it's supposed to be in your space that belongs to you. That where you're where you're you've been working on it, and you've you know. And and, and this is 
where you're supposed to be able to escape from all that and it just won't leave you alone and it won't stop and eventually they'll come and take everything from you including your child uh and it's quite a location and it's 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 it is not a place that i would want to be certainly so that's that's the best this this scariest location work in mother okay (laughs) yeah and now i'm gonna leave it up to our jury president meg if she wants to talk about uh, pr- pr- uh, princess in the loved one that's scariest performance or the dog in the Babadook as the best oh I'll talk about princess okay uh, so I'm gonna let Colin talk about the dog in the Babadook I mean, first so you can t- you okay. can end it off yeah I mean Andy mentioned basically everything about the dog it's name's Bugsy and then she just like <laughs> straight up kills it <laughs> it's truly and like like Andy mentioned it's like a thing of what that movie does where it's like you like I mean, it's such an easy thing to, uh, like, kill an animal in a movie. There's, like, all the talk about that, like, consistently. But it is, like, a thing of, like, what is she going to do next if this is, like, where she is now? And it's, like, you know, we gave it best kill, and it's... You can't really argue with an animal kill. They almost do it in The Loved Ones, where they... uh, There's the dog that gets, like, slashed and has to, like, slink back home. Uh, But they actually go the distance in Babadook and kill a dog. So, Meg, jury president... Yeah, the, the last and my last my last act as president is going <laughs> to be talking about princess and how much she rules. No, I don't know. Like, um, uh, there's so many, uh, there there are so many spooky, jilted dudes in horror who take out their uh, inability to get their rocks off or be loved on women. That uh, it's nice to see it flipped in a way that isn't just a one-to-one flip that actually incorporates kind of untapped terrifying things about femininity specifically into something that's just like there's nothing else really like it in horror like I think earlier I described her as Jeffrey Dahmer Veruca Salt and that's just like such a hilarious and terrifying idea and it's pulled (coughs) off so well um I can't like I'm I laugh as much as I cower when it comes to princess like I would never want to meet her in a dark alley but boy oh boy is she funny (laughs) (laughs) Just a weaponized, petulant child. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. That sounds great. Congrats to all those movies for having... <laughs> what, a, yeah. what a great slate of awards. What a we spooky slate. I'm glad <laughs> Jesse approves. <laughs> um, it would be really something if he was like, no, you can't give that to this. <laughs> yes, <that's>, I object. <laughs> <laughs> I rented the plan an hour and a half in. It's like, well, actually. Um, but yeah, with that, should we start wrapping up? Yeah, we probably shouldn't. Yes. Meg, do you have anything to plug? Uh oh boy. Um uh this is coming out on Halloween. The thirtieth, uh, I think. The thirtieth. Okay. Uh, I mean we can push uh, it. <laughs> no. Um uh, I would encourage people to check out the uh the thirty one days of horror list project uh that Film School Rejects has been doing. This is our third year doing it. It's uh, a different top ten horror list every day of October uh, so in total now we're like almost pushing a hundred <laughs> which is a lot yeah. um, and it, and literally if, if you think there's a niche there's there's a very good mm-hmm. chance we've written a list about it so uh, if if you like me plan to like bury your head in the sand and not look at Twitter for a month when November mm-hmm. hits I would and you're looking for things to watch uh, there's over 90 lists of horror movies that you yeah. can check out um, but other than that, I met the worst nun on Twitter, uh, and I just post dumb shit, and I, I write for Film School Rejects, so, and if you 
sees something weird on one perfect shot, it might be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those um those videos are like my favorite every year. Oh. <laughs> like, uh, I think last year it was like Ravenous and the host were the two where I was like, these videos are so cool. I have to watch the movie like instantly. Yeah, they're really fun. Uh, they're fun to do, and uh, Ravenous is getting tricky because it's one. It's been the number one on one list every year for three years. So I think it won best female director, I think best horror Western. And uh, I think that's true. Unless, unless that went to Catherine Bigelow. I can't remember. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of lists, but yeah, no ravenous has won three times. So I've had to find three different ways to edit that movie and it's getting <laughs> tricky, <laughs> yeah. but no, they're think, fun to do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Andy. Uh, yes, uh, my name is. Uh, I, well, I guess we should do the. You can find the the podcast okay. on. We can Twitter. do that at the end. Just and plug. All right, fine. My uh, so yeah, I'm Andy. You can find me online at Andy T Germ on uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, etc., etc., etc. Jesse, you plug in an album today? No, I don't get to plug anything. Okay, all right. So <laughs> I won't. I won't do my my own plug. Then uh, let's move on to Cullen. Yeah, uh, you know, links to everything will be in the description. I will do a friendly plug of we talked a bit about the Babadook um, but didn't go into like plotting really at all. Friend and past uh, guest of the show, Jack Reed has a podcast called Ain't Debuts and they did an episode on the, on the Babadook that is great. A lot of deep talk on the Babadook and you can find that podcast at Buttes Pod on Twitter. Emilio? And Emilio's going to be on it next week. <laughs> or this week when this comes out. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me on uh, Twitter at I, I'm Left Alone. You can follow me on Letterboxd at I'm Left Alone. Uh, our theme song is by Tree Related. You can find them at soundcloud.com slash tree related or search tree related on Spotify. Jesse, can you plug the shows? That yep, you can follow us on Twitter at Can I Kick It? spelled like it's spelled in your podcast app you can follow us on do we still post on letterboxd uh what's that? <laughs> sure <laughs> all right well you can follow us there at c-i-k-i pod uh we paid for that handle so you that's know true <laughs> uh anyone else got anything else to say as the end of spectacular baby or resounding success yeah happy yeah. spooky month mm -hmm. everybody uh we look forward we to bringing you non-stop turkey coverage next month. Nope. <laughs> uh, great. Then so that I can uh, watch a movie for last week's episode, I'm going to go ahead and release our audience. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>